Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, December 5th, 2022, and the Memphis Grizzlies are on the second leg of their back-to-back tonight, playing at home against the Miami Heat. We saw the Grizzlies defeat the Pistons 122-112 to last night. They covered that seven-point spread and cast the over 228.5. Predicted both those things to happen, so... We'll get into the games, or sorry, the bets that we made for the game last night, and then get right into the game tonight against the Heat. A lot of tough information in terms of like what to really decipher from the injury report. So there's some lines that aren't out yet. So I'll probably record the first half of this podcast. Wait, see if I get any more lines out before I finish the podcast. So I apologize for the late episode today. Just it's very tough with these injury reports, especially on back to backs, to kind of determine who's even playing in the game which obviously has a lot to do with the lines. And then also in terms of just player props, there aren't a lot listed right now that I can really go off of. So with that being said, we'll get right into that game from the Pistons yesterday. Uh, Memphis defeated them 122-112. Like I said, the minus seven spread did hit in favor of the Grizzlies. Um, We said that. We said the over, which also hit the 228.5. Pistons defense just isn't good. Best way to... To say that, um, Grizzlies did majority of the, the heavy lifting there, and then the uh, Pistons did enough for us to get over that 228.5 mark. Play of the game, first play of the game. So we are 15-8 and eight on our play of the game series right now. We had to catch up with two play of the games yesterday. Um, first one did hit, which was Grizzlies minus 2.5 for the first quarter. Hit easily. They had 40 points in the first quarter. Got back onto that, that streak that I talked about before in terms of them performing very well in the first quarter. They did so in Detroit. We then hit Jaron Jackson Jr. over 17.5 points. He finished the game with 22 points, had a great first half, had a season-high 30 minutes. He's not playing tonight because of that, but he had a great game, continues on that hot streak like I mentioned he would do, and he covered that 17.5. I wish I would have kept that as my second play of the game. I originally had it, and then I kind of talked myself live on the podcast out of it to go then go for Bogdanovich over 19.5 points as my play of the game. Which did not hit. He finished with 18 points. He only had eight shots in the field. Um, I really don't know what happened there. He didn't play a lot of minutes. Um, So Bogdanovich missed his over by two points, and I did not hit that play of the game, which was unfortunate. But we live and we learn. 15-8, and like I said, on the play of the game series is still a good percentage hitting so far, and we'll try to get back into the win column tonight. Um, Two other bets we made were Jaron Jackson Jr. over two and a half blocks. That did not hit. He only had one block. So that was a bit of a stretch. I mean, he's been doing it recently, but obviously eventually he'd kind of probably regress back down to the mean since he was averaging 3.1 blocks per game. He averaged three last season, but can't expect him every night to go out there and get three, um, and he did not do that. But uh, after a great five-block game, the game before that kind of you know evens out there a bit. So unfortunately not to hit that. And then the last one, which was one that I absolutely loved, one that was very fun to make just because I've never bet that style before, it was the Grizzlies' first field goal two-pointer, so that exact outcome. So the Grizzlies had to score the first field goal, and then their first field goal scored had to be a two-pointer. I, I mentioned that like now it's eight games in a row that this has hit. Seven games prior to that, Brandon Clark had a six-foot field goal um, after Jaron Jackson Jr. hit two free throws to start the game. That doesn't count. Then Brandon Clark hits the, the shot after that to catch that. So that was a nice hit. Um all across the board, a good day in terms of, you know, the leans and what we had another positive day, which is always good in this industry to go positive. Can't complain there. Uh, looking at the game tonight, like I said, just off the off the rip, looking at the injury report, it's 
very important to understand that when making these bets and understand kind of what's going on. And, and that's the issue is I really don't know. You have Jaron Jackson Jr., Conchar, and John Morant all looking like they will not play tonight. Jaron Jackson Jr., 100% is not playing. And I'm almost positive Morant and Conchar will not be in the lineup either. Obviously, all three of these players started last night in uh, Detroit. So it's a completely different lineup tonight for the Grizzlies. Steven Adams looks like he's going to be good to go. Um, and then to some other injury report news, we saw Zaire Williams be taken off the you know, out category. And then he just got tweeted that he's moving over to the G League for the Memphis Hustle to get ramped up and get right back in the lineup, hopefully sooner rather than later. So... A lot of tough injury news there. Obviously, no De- Desmond Bain tonight either. He's still out. Um, so I think you guys all know where that's going to go in terms of uh, scoring the basketball. So we'll talk about Dylan Brooks in a bit. But expect a huge uh, numbers night for Dylan Brooks tonight just with all the guys out. We saw what happened last time when he had 30 shots and I believe it was the Nets game when no one was playing. I think Jaron even played in that game. He still had 30 shots. So expect that from uh, Dylan Brooks tonight. We'll speak on that. On the Heat side of the basketball, very similar in terms of a big injury report. Obviously, a lot of the guys are listed as probable or questionable, so that makes it a, even harder just because I really don't know if these guys are playing. So you have Max Struess, who's listed as probable. Duncan Robinson's listed as probable. Tyler Hero's listed as probable. Then you have Vincent and Jimmy Butler listed as questionable for the game. So... I mean, the Heat had a good game last time out against the Boston Celtics in overtime. They have not had a good season so far, 11-2 on the season. But they did beat the Boston Celtics, in, who are the best team in the NBA up to this point. Jimmy Butler did play in that game. Tyler Hero did play in that game. So I would expect to see Tyler Hero. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I don't know. And, and again, that's just one of those things that it's like, if you can get the Grizzlies at 4.5 right now and then Jimmy Butler is listed out, I think that line moves to around two, one and a half, two points. But if Jimmy Butler is 100% playing, I think that that line could go up to like six, um, five and a half, six, especially if Tyler Hero is also playing. So tough times right now, but that's part of the podcast, part of the, you know, what what comes with doing this every day and before every game and trying to get it out in enough time that you guys can actually listen, digest it before making the bets. So right now, like I said, the line is currently sit, set at minus four and a half. In favor of the Heat, the over/under is two eighteen and a half. Heat again had a tough have had a tough start to the season, eleven and two on the year. They're eight fourteen and one against the spread, which is twenty eighth in the whole league. So similar to the Pistons, very bad against the spread. Had the good win against the Celtics on Friday night, and are actually four and one in their last five games. So maybe turning a corner. Which with the Heat, it's always one of those things where you kind of say, "Oh, they'll be good by playoff time," just because of the veteran players that they have. And the heat culture, as everyone likes to say, but I think this team is just not as good as they were last year or the year before or the year before that. I just don't think the Heat are as good of a team, and I think a lot of teams have passed up the Heat. Um, so take that for what you will. Last time these two teams played was almost a year ago to the day they played on December sixth last season in Miami, one hundred five ninety Miami win. Or sorry, yes, oh sorry, Grizzlies won the game in Miami 105-90, and then the Heat stomped the Grizzlies by 16 points. I remember that game. I was at that game um, in Memphis, and I think it was like, well, I don't even know what it was, 109-93 to or whatever, but they won by 16 points in that game. Um, in terms of this spread, where it's at currently and with all the injury unknowns, I would have to play it safe and take the Grizzlies and the points here. FedEx Forum, obviously a tough place to play, and Grizzlies have always had that. We've talked about it you know, time and time again. Next man up mentality. No matter how many players seem to be out, again, we'll always talk about that Phoenix game last season. 
Um, you know, the Grizzlies have have a ability to get it done regardless of who's on the court with the culture and with the players, you know, being able to just kind of plug and play. So I definitely take the Grizzlies and the points if you have it at this line right now, just because of all those reasons at home. Um, four and a half, I like that number for the Grizzlies. I mean, Dylan Brooks is going to have a monster game. Whether or not that equates to winning will have to be seen, but for the time being, just to get you guys' podcast out and my personal pick for the game so far, I'm going Grizzlies plus four and a half on that spread. Uh, Over-under is set at 218.5. It seems way too high for these two teams. The Heat are 26th in the NBA in points scored and ninth in the NBA in points against. So different from the Detroit last, um, yesterday. Heat don't score a lot of points, but they also don't get scored on a lot. So I say all that to say that surprisingly, even with all this, the overs are 13-10 and 10 for the Heat so far this season. The over-under when these two teams played split last season. So... Numbers are kind of all over the place in terms of this. Um, I think the easy thing to do would be to take the over here, 218.5, but I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to take the under. I just don't see a lot of points for Memphis other than Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks tonight. Um, Miami has a good defense regardless of who plays. I like the under in an ugly game here. Unfortunately, that hurts to say. It's not going to be a fun game to watch and not going to be a fun thing to bet, but if I had to pick a lean, I would go under 218.5 here for that game. Now, moving away from unders, back to an over, a fun over, you could say the least, and we spoke about this a couple times already. That is Dylan Brooks over 23.5 points for this game. Obviously, with no Jaron, no Desmond Bain, no John Morant, we know exactly what Dylan Brooks is going to do, and that is take up a ton of shots. Game uh, game yesterday, he had 22 points on 7-20 shooting, 5-10 for from 3. That's with John Morant in the lineup, with Jaron Jackson Jr. in the lineup, and we've talked about it, you know, that Nets game, he had 30 30 shots from the field, 31 points, 11 threes. I expect the same thing from him today. I don't know why he wouldn't. I can't really blame him for doing so just because of the fact that I don't know who else would score the ball if it's not for Dylan Brooks. I'm tempted to make this my play of the game just because I know I'm going to at least get the shots, and he's shooting the ball, honestly, at a, a relatively high rate, um, You know, 39.9% from the field, 34.6% from three. The field goal percentage is a bit down than, you know, in past, but he's also playing the most minutes of his career so far. Um, and he is shooting the three relatively well. So I'm almost talking myself into it. I honestly am looking at the rest of the board right now, and I want to get this podcast out in a time that you guys can listen to it, and there's barely any other props out there. So I'm going to go... No, I'm going to go Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes as my play of the game, which is minus 175, but it's still in the... The listed play, so it qualifies as a play of the game. It's not an alt or anything. That's the line. So I'm going to go Dylan Brooks over three. So over two and a half threes for the game as my play of the game, and then just a normal play for the 23 and a half over on points. Continuing on, like I just said, he had five threes last game. He shot 10 in that game against the Nets. So we keep talking about he had 11, so he's going to take threes. He's going to get a lot of threes in this game. He's just got to knock down three. I expect him to do that. He had three against the Knicks. He had four against the Pelicans. You know, he'll, he'll get the shots. Whether or not he makes them is a different story, but he has no choice but to make them tonight. And if it goes along with the over 23.5 points, I'm going to take the Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes as my play of the game and as the next play for the night. A plus money play that I've been looking at, and again, they only have Tyus Jones, Steven Adams, and Dylan Brooks props up currently on DraftKings at the time of the recording, so I'm going to have to go off those players. Double-double for Steven Adams, yes, is plus 155. No is minus 190. So two ways you can play that. 
Obviously, you know pretty much unless he gets hurt or obviously he didn't play last night because of the injury. Um, Double-digit rebounds is almost a guarantee. You're looking at then the points and whether or not he'll get double-digit points. His point total is listed at 8.5. He's gotten a double-double in six, sorry, three of his last six games. He had 15 points in that Brooklyn game, which I think is a good indicator of how the Grizzlies are going to play tonight just because of the players being out. He had 15 against the Pelicans, 16 against the Knicks, and the last two games he had eight against the Timberwolves and nine against the 76ers. Obviously, Joel Embiid playing for the 76ers makes that a bit more difficult in terms of scoring around the rim. Same thing for the Timberwolves with Rudy Gobert. So I actually really like this the more that I think about it. I mean, Bam Adebayo is a good defender, but physically I don't think he's at the you know same level as a Joel Embiid or anything when it compares to matching up against Steven Adams. Obviously, Bam is a great defender. But I'm going to go over there just because I – or sorry, I'm going to go yes, plus 155 for Steven Adams to get a double-double. And then if you really want to go crazy, the other double-double they have the offer is Tyus Jones, double-double, plus 550. So whether or not Tyus Jones essentially gets 10 assists because you'd guess that the other double would be the points, which he should get just because of the – again, the amount of minutes that he's going to play. Um, without John Moran on the floor, I don't even think he's gotten 10 assists so far this season. So take that what you will. I can look for you guys. Again, doing this live, trying to fill you know some bets just because of the, the stuff currently listed. It does not look like – so he one time got double-digit assists um, and got a double-double. So that game against the Jazz, first game against the Jazz that they played in the double-doubles or the back-to-back against the Jazz, he had 10 assists to go along with 23 points. So that's a, a complete shot in the dark. I wouldn't throw too much on that, but could be a fun one to, uh, to take for the night. And then obviously we always like to talk about – Team total, which is currently at 107.5 for the Grizzlies. I would stay away from that. Don't love that at all. And then quarters, you have Grizzlies plus one for the first quarter. Uh, I mean, in the theme of first quarters, I would lean the plus one. But if anything, maybe the under 56. I know we like the under for the game. So if you want under 56.5 points, um, you know, obviously with these teams, scoring won't be as prevalent. And I think if you can get it at 56.5 for the first half under, I like that as well. So, again, these are really just kind of off of just looking at DraftKings, and I apologize for that. But just with the the lines currently listed, that's what we're going to have to go with. And then some other ones just kind of looking. You have Steven Adams over 11.5 rebounds. Seems like a lot. Um but I would go over as that as well. So, again, those are the plays for the night, guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate the patience. And obviously with the time right now and uh, some things I have tonight that I have to take care of, can't just sit around waiting for these lines to come out. So hope you guys can take that information and, and you know win some bets tonight. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at GrizzBearBets, at ChaseBob at 9, which is my personal Twitter. And then, as always, the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN Grizzlies for a bunch of great written and other podcasts related to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. So thank you guys. I will see you guys for the next game for the Memphis Grizzlies, which is going to be on Wednesday at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I'll see you guys then. Thank you. Have a good one.